I'm a permaculture enthusiast. Yeah, so that's a big part of the financial side. We have volunteers every year, we have some guests visiting. Hello, today we welcome Andreas Paul to the Permaculture Vine podcast. Welcome, Andreas. Yes, hi, Cormac. Hi, Kalin. Thanks for having me. And we're also joined by Kalin. Hey. Uh, thanks very much for joining us, Andreas. Um, could you just like to give us a quick introduction, please? That'd be great. So I'm a permaculture enthusiast, obviously. That's why I'm here. Um, I was born in Germany, and in 2017, I started a permaculture project with my Romanian wife in the Carpathian Mountains. So yeah, we're located in Transylvania now. And we have a yeah off-grid house. We have volunteers every year. We have some guests visiting, do some little permaculture introductions. And yeah, I have lots of small side projects, but maybe we'll get into that later. That's great. That's a good, uh, thanks very much. So uh, you mentioned that you started in 2017. If we just go back before that day, just what were you doing before uh, in, in the mainstream world, if you like, before you discovered permaculture? And if you just talk us through how you discovered permaculture and ended up in Transylvania. Yeah, so actually I'm, I studied nautical sciences in northern Germany. So I was bound to be a ship's officer and on cargo ships. And yeah, that was my dream career. But then I met my future wife and we had a child and the whole idea of making money and traveling all the time didn't really fit into my worldview and into the yeah planning ahead so yeah i looked for something that yeah that gives some value to the future not only to my current life but real value and so we decided to move to romania where land is more accessible and then we had the opportunity to take over some old land, which was unused by Joanna's family, my wife. And yeah, we took this chance and started building a house. And since then it developed into yeah, quite a good, beautiful permaculture project. That's great. So, uh, so you, you gave up the shipping for, for living on the land? <laughs> for yes, what, for, uh, future, for myself and yeah, uh, for the future of the planet as well. The shipping industry is a pretty dirty business, and many things there don't I don't agree with anymore. And I'm happy to be out. Yeah, yeah. It's Although good. the last ship I sailed on was a um, sailing cargo vessel, which is a great project. It's called the Aventur, and they sail cargo emission free over the Atlantic Ocean from Europe to the Caribbean and back. Really nice thing, yeah. So there are good projects there as well. Oh, I never heard of that um, before. Maybe, yeah. Uh, uh, it's def definitely the way to go. Uh, the more the more we can do, the better. Uh, right, so you land, you, you land on your land in 2017. What state's the landing? Uh, was it de degraded? Was it... Uh, how, how did you find your fate and like, how did you get started? So at the beginning, we weren't sure we would settle here permanently. So we started building a house. I started taking over the land. I had this idea of, yeah, changing or transforming a big part of the land into a food forest, 
which is now actually in the third year and doing pretty well. And in the beginning, we just wanted to show guests what we have there. So we would be there during the summer, build a bit on the house and have guests coming, introduce them to what we're doing. Um, and then three years ago, we decided we yeah, really don't want to live here anymore. So we topped up the house so we could stay in winter as well. And now we're completely off grid. So we have a wood stove here for heating. We have the trees around us for the fire. We have our own water resource. We have electricity from solar panels, a garden where we grow our vegetables. And yeah, we're pretty independent, which is a great feeling. Uh, great stuff. So when you, when you arrived on the land, what was your permaculture knowledge up to then? Did you have an idea what you wanted to do or was it like YouTube University, uh, it, was your stuff you picked up? It was zero. So when I when I landed, I just knew I wanted to yeah do something good, something that lasts. And I had several ideas which during the process turned out to be in line with permaculture principles. So I also picked up some stuff online like um, it's called a benyesheke. It's just you, instead of having uh, a fence, you just put all the cuttings you have on the sides and create a habitat for birds and hedgehogs and whatever loves to be there. And you know, lots of these small concepts that somehow were aligned to permaculture, some even came from permaculture. But until I actually did my permaculture design certificate, I didn't know I was doing permaculture. Very, very good. So it was obviously a natural instinct there, just that, that led you to be to doing these things that I that, that something seemed right about them, seemed sensible. Yeah, and, uh, exactly. And were you on the land long before you did your uh, permaculture design course? Yeah, so 2017 we started, and then I did my permaculture design course in January 21. So the first years were freestyling and yeah getting some ideas from every corner that seemed right and then from 2021 on it all got more structured and i yeah i got into more design planning as well and not as chaotic as before right that's a good perspective so you're on the land for a couple of years and then you do a pdc was there anything that really stood out as in you done well and then did anything really stand out that you done all right that's 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 not making sense at all um well most things luckily yeah i just had luck i guess they turned out pretty yeah well planned like from the beginning we wanted to be off-grid we wanted to use renewable energy sources um we had the garden planned i had the forest garden planned from the beginning so that's things that just yeah came to being right one of the biggest mistakes I made is a pretty big one. Um, so we don't have sewage here, obviously. So I have a septic tank. And that's just this big hole in the ground where the wastewater goes and it's waste. And, you know, the idea is to not have waste or to reuse waste to make something good out of it. And here, yeah, I'm still working on that. So that's natural filtration. You can capture the, the gases and use them for, for like cooking. I'm start I'm working on a setup for that, but that'll that's a bigger project. And it's one of the yeah, big mistakes I did make. Yeah. So what was the mistake? You just didn't have a you just used the septic tank instead of 
Yeah. Something yeah, else. Instead yeah. of like thinking of something like cleaning the water, using the water afterwards. And yeah, there's lots of gas escaping, which is bad for the atmosphere. And if you capture it, burn it, you'd at least have a benefit from it. So yeah, that will that will follow. Yeah. And then so you, you your land, you start your PDC and you're going through was it a in person PDC, two weeks? It was two weeks and it was online. So if I have the opportunity, I would do a, yeah, I would do one on spot, I think, because you can really get your hands dirty. Or if you do it online, you need a place to adopt it and like make your ideas reality. If you just do it theoretically and only online, I think, yeah, you have to, you have to also go into practicing at the same time. So I was lucky I could go into practicing as well. So I did the PDC with Tom Kendall um, from Australia. And yeah, it, it taught me everything I had to know. And it was like a really solid basis. I think a PDC, I would recommend it to anyone, not only to people who want to become permaculture designers, but I think it's like, a, it has so many good basic ideas that everyone could could hear and could learn from. Yeah, so you're doing your PDC and then you finish your PDC. What what was the sort of, was there anything major in your PDC when you're doing it? You thought, right, I can go do that straight away um, and get the most benefit. Did anything stand out in the PDC from someone who came from, from owning a plot to, or working a plot to doing the PDC? And then how do you go about implementing that then when you finish? Well, regarding practical stuff, it was earthworks may mainly. So, yeah, thinking about water in the property, where should, can I and, um, store water and how to feed it to the land, um, the key line design, that was practical stuff, which also, yeah, showed its practicability. So we made some terraces on the hill, we put a pond in the middle, and it's like an explosion of life there. Just this small pond, it's not huge, but it, it feeds the garden, it cools the garden, it attracts so many insects and, and animals. It's incredible. Just the small feature, what it changed. And yeah, and another big yeah, takeaway from, from the course is this positive view in the world. So Tom started the, the design course with all the problems. So peak oil, climate emergency, infinite growth, and all the challenges we have. And then he came with the idea that permaculture doesn't only look at the problems, but permaculture brings the solution. So it's solution oriented. And that's like, it was mind blowing for me, not only criticizing, but always looking for what can I do practically, really practically. And it, it gives you the power. It's like the ultimate empowerment for me being able to do something and not feeling powerless to all the yeah changes happening. Andreas, I, I liked what you what you said at the beginning um, about your career change or at least thinking, uh, giving value to the future. And that links to what you were just mentioning now. So uh, you know this design, this these techniques, but also to to what you uh, termed as a mistake, you know, um, with the with the septic, it can give that's value that wasn't being used, 
would you have any more examples of something that you might do in the future on the land that give that increase the value in the future instead of taking it away from the land or, or from the project? Yeah, I, I think well we have we have about one one hectare of land and we're using it in very different ways because most of it is in a slope. So there's not, or well, there is a lot you can do, but it has some extra challenges to it. So most of this land, which I didn't terrace, I put the food forest on it. And this is of course something that will add value. So I'm giving a space for wild animals. I'm creating a habitat, but I'm at the same time, I'm also building soil and I hope to get some fruits out of it as well so that's the benefit for me apart from just having like a beautiful surrounding so andres you were telling us about your uh, permaculture business so the guest house that you have could you yes could you tell so us a bit more yeah so that's a big part of the financial side at least not in the first years so although our life here is not very expensive since we provide a lot for ourselves um, we still do need some money. And one of the ways of yeah, getting there is our guest house business. So during the summer, we rent out two small cabins, tiny houses, two glamping tents. We have a separate property for that down in the valley. And we also rent out our own house where I'm in right now. So that's, uh, yeah, that's supposed to be a more immersive experience where the people can... Yeah, try out how to live off grid with limited electricity, with limited water supply up on the hill. If you don't have a supermarket, it's yeah, it's it's supposed to give them an idea how life can be challenging, but also beautiful if you go off the grid and live the permaculture life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I like that very much, and I think um, you know we we're this allows us to advance uh towards you know the next set of, of questions uh because from my point of view this immersive experience allows people to get get educated so one thing that i wanted to to ask you about this particular uh, project or product that your services that you're providing to people uh what's the biggest takeaway what do people um enjoy most or what you know what surprises them in this kind of living? Yeah, I think the most challenging part is for most people that you really have to think about your energy consumption. So with solar power, we do have batteries, but they have a limited capacity. So if you use your hair dryer, once the sun is gone, your batteries will be depleted pretty quickly. So yeah, if you use high, like high consumers, you should use them at the right time of the day. And things like this, you just have to think about what you're doing or producing waste. We don't offer waste pickup. So if our guests decide to bring lots of plastic waste, they will leave the house with a bag with all their plastics. And so this also helps the process of like, yeah, thinking about what we produce, what we use and which of it is sustainable and which isn't. Mm. Yeah, that's a very interesting uh point that you 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 bring in um are there any of your guests like feeling motivated or would like to get further education 
once they come to you? Yeah, so for, for going deeper, when people come to the house, we usually ask them to stay at least a week, if possible, two or three. So we can really help them get used to their environment and also explain the area around them. So apart from the permaculture garden, where they're mostly pretty excited to help out and collect mm -hmm. food and eat it afterwards together, cook something nice, so the taste experience. But we've also got beautiful nature here. So we go on hikes with them, we show them the surroundings. And another important part, which my wife Joanna mostly takes over, is also introducing them to the local culture. Because I think you should always, yeah, of course you can bring new ideas and try to educate people, but you also have to look at what wisdom is buried in a community. And although, of course, the first thing you see is what people do wrong. So people here use chemicals to spray their fields, they throw plastic in the river, but then, you know, there's lots of wisdom hidden as well. So if you go on a walk with one of the old ladies here, they show you all kinds of healing plants on the meadows and it's you have to be open for new things and that's something we also show the guests so we walk with them into the village show them how people live what they know what they do right so it's uh, yeah it's also a cultural exchange and experience and another way of going deeper into that is our volunteering program which i'm yeah always very excited about we just started last year and we had 100 percent positive experience so young people coming very interested in permaculture, interested in alternative lifestyles. And since they're still young, I think we can really give them a good impression and some very valuable things they can yeah, bring into their future life. Mm -hmm. uh, have you had visits from anybody who's already on this path, already on this journey? Because you mentioned the young people looking for this immersive have any of them like already done some education or involved in other projects yes so our last volunteer she just left last weekend she actually will do her pdc soon so mm -hmm. we were her yeah kind of first hands-on experience before going deep into the theory and going deeper into it and also lots of our guests have some permaculture related, at least interest, some even education. Our last guests at the campsite were from England, very passionate about birds and nature, but also he had a little food forest in his home he was trying to set up. So he came and we talked a lot about what tree combinations are good. And it's so nice to get this feedback from people who already know a bit about it and also can give some new information to me and really appreciate as well what, you know, they, they, they know what work you have to put in something like this. And yeah, I think then you can also appreciate more what you have. Mm -hmm. that, that's great stuff. So as a sort of a takeaway from these interactions that you're having with people who are following this path, what advice would you have for somebody, uh, other people, some other people elsewhere or maybe in Romania or in Germany who are looking to get a career in, in permaculture? Yeah, the yeah, I think a career in permaculture is very interesting, but also very challenging. So first you have to get your theory, but then as soon as possible, get your hands dirty and go into the practical. So if you just read about it on the internet, buy us books. Of course, that's a big part of it, a huge part. And it's so good. We live in this age where information is so accessible. 
But on the other hand, you really have to yeah, do the practical stuff directly afterwards to see how it really works on the field. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, um, because we're mentioning education, you know, I, was, I was thinking, uh, what are your plans for the next years? Maybe informed by these interactions again. Yeah, so the that was a big surprise for me because I was always considering myself as an introvert. But when I started talking about permaculture with people and giving tours, having volunteers, I really discovered how a passion can like bring out all the positive. And so I want to go deeper into teaching. We are organizing our first permaculture courses. It's not a PDC, but introductions to permaculture combined with hiking. Um, and I'm also very honored to be part of the first Romanian language permaculture design certificate course in autumn. Mm -hmm. So I'm practicing Romanian for that. Thank you. And yeah, that's very exciting also for the permaculture community here because it's still pretty young compared to, let's say, Western European countries. But I met lots of very interested, passionate people last year on a yeah permaculture meeting. And it's exciting to see that you're not alone even here in Romania. There's lots of yeah great people out there. Mm -hmm. Uh, speaking of, uh, of permaculture programs, um, so I know that this PDC is uh, about to happen. I can't remember the month, so would you be, would you mind telling us a bit, a little bit more about this, uh, this program? Yes, so the program, the, the PDC will take place at the Eremitage Malin, so mm -hmm. that's, uh, I guess it's Romania's oldest permaculture project. Mm -hmm and it's currently run by two or actually three great belgian guys and it was the place where i got my first yeah introduction to the romanian permaculture community so it's a yeah it's a very special place for me and it's also the place for the pdc it's in september so it's a two weeks pdc starting september the second and yeah, in case anyone is listening who wants to join, just Google Eremitage Malin Permaculture Design Certificate course and you'll find it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's great. Uh, how big of a team will it be that, that, it, that is teaching the PDC? So I'll just be one of the yeah, assistant teachers. We are three mm -hmm. altogether. And the, the main teacher is Christina Kolisch. So she'll mm -hmm. do most of the program and we'll help out where we can. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I was looking at the, the set of questions and just, you know, tracking my notes as well. So I was wondering, I think this is a, not necessarily a turning point, but I think uh, for me, a PDC or preparing to, to do a PDC or to teach it kind of, um, as you mentioned it already, kind of changes perspectives. Do you think it will change something for your project once you, you know, once this is done and... Uh... Yeah, I, so going into teaching for me is a huge step. I did do it, mm -hmm. but more informally until now. And I got, I got this opportunity maybe a month, two months ago, and I wasn't sure if I should take it because it's, uh, yeah, it's, 
it's very challenging because you will give them the foundation for their future permaculture career or life. And yeah, I decided to take this opportunity, but at the same time, I also started a tutoring program from the German Permaculture Association to get some, yeah, some guidance on how to do this mm -hmm. all professionally. So I will also be working on doing my diploma of applied permaculture to yeah, get a more solid sub foundation also for the teaching. Mm -hmm. Would you mind uh, uh, referencing who it is, wh what that program is about? Just who the needs tutoring. Or... Yeah, the tutoring. I think that's that's very interesting to, yeah. to add to the conversation. So I'm I'm not sure how it is in other countries, but in Germany, there are several ways to get to the diploma, and mm -hmm. the way I chose is the way for people who have experience, but mostly informal experience. So not experience obtained by courses from the academy, but yeah, hands-on experience like I do. And the way it works is you take one or two tutors and they will um, work on you on a certain set of projects, whatever you have going on. And will then at some point at the earliest after two years, um, yeah, give you the approval that you might apply for the diploma. Mm -hmm. There is also another way by taking courses with the academy, but since I'm in Romania, I'm doing, I'm doing it this way. And yeah, it seems for, for me, it feels like the right thing to do because it's very flexible and I can include the projects I'm working on anyway. And I also get the tutoring, which is very helpful, especially at the point I am now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, I think you're, um, you're adding to the to this broad perspective that we we try to shed light on with the podcast that a permaculture education program is not just about uh, either doing your own project or uh, following a career in design. I think there is many more opportunities, and I think I, I I appreciate the fact that you mentioned that teaching was not necessarily a revelation, but something that you hadn't thought of before. And this goes back to what you said in the beginning, you know, thinking about how can you bring value to the future instead of maybe subtracting it or not necessarily contributing consciously. Uh, that, that's kind of my two cents to, to your story, looking back again, looking back at my notes and uh, getting, uh, getting a sense of where you want to be. Um, I think we're down to that, to our last questions, but maybe afterwards you can add something that you maybe Know, like to 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 bring into into the conversation so how can we find you how can people find you uh, physically because obviously you've you've mentioned your business but are there any other ways to get in touch with you do you have a website uh... yeah we're we're pretty active online because i think that's a big part to get people coming here so we're on social media on instagram and on facebook just look for Dupagard Echo. So that's D-U-P-A-G-A-R-D. Um, and we've got a website, dupa-guard.com, which is also available in English. There's a small like drop-down mm -hmm. thing to change the language because the yeah, the, the starting language is German, I think. Um, 
And we're also, yeah, no, we're not. No, we're not on Twitter anymore. Um, yeah, it's mainly our website I would recommend. And for the consultation I offer, I have another domain that's earthstrong.eu. That's mm -hmm. something else I started this year. Also, it wasn't something I planned, like the teaching. I was just asked by friends who visited our place several times. They have a new property. They want to develop it according to permaculture principles. And so they asked me. And yeah, that's another big step I'm doing into, yeah, doing or taking permaculture more professional and maybe also at some point making some money with it which although isn't like the main focus for me, but yeah, it's something that has to happen at some point. Mm -hmm. No, but I, I think that the conversation is much broader and I, I think you, you brought uh, several points to this. There's plenty of ways of, of using permaculture. It's not just the field itself, but it's applying these uh, ethics and, and, and values and, and principles to what you do in life and again this links back to what you were saying at the beginning giving value to the future so to me in, in my book you're already earning money in different ways in different pathways and it is what you could call even a permaculture career it doesn't just have to be you know one set of of skills that you use and you know that brings value to other people um yeah i think that was a, a great uh, a great moment that we spent together as i was saying just earlier is there anything that you'd like to add maybe we haven't covered or is there a topic dear to you that you'd you think might might bring some value to the conversation um well i think no i think we covered the most important things i had to say I just want to add that you're also doing a great job with your podcast and I'm really thankful mm. for this opportunity. And I listened to several of those you recorded before and yeah, there's always something you can take away. It's yeah, it's a little treasure and I'm glad to be a part of it and being able to share some of my experience here as well. Yeah, that's, that's great. Thank you. Thank you for mentioning that. Thank you very much much for uh, for coming on i'm sorry Cormac. Wish you the best of luck in in this project and maybe in others to come uh we'll sorry we'll try to to stay in touch and uh, yeah hope everybody out there is enjoying these conversations cheers so thank you very much for having me it was a pleasure <laughs>